Hello, and welcome to Rough Edges. I'm your host, Sarah Fox. In this podcast, I will guide you through my faith and mental health journey to dispel the stigma surrounding mental illness and to create a voice for those who wish to discover more about these topics. This podcast will not only shed light on mental health issues, but will also reveal the intersection between faith and mental illness. I pray that these themes will bring growth and healing to our communities. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Rough Edges. I'm your host, Sarah Fox, and today I am joined by a very dear friend and special guest, Ms. Sachelle Hines. Sachelle Hines was born in the lovely island of Jamaica and immigrated to the United States when she was just a little girl. Sachelle is a lover of the word of God, nature, bright colors, and good conversation. Sachelle currently holds a master's in mental health counseling and hopes to infuse her love for English with her passion for mental health to empower and educate others. Sachelle is the founder of Operation Redeemed, a blog and soon-to-be podcast that is all about helping Christian women walk boldly in their identity in Christ. You can follow her on Instagram at Sachelle Nicole and at Operation Redeemed, or you can view her inspiring blog posts at https um, colon forward slash operationredeemed.blogspot.com. Welcome, Sachelle. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I'm so, <laughs> I'm so happy that you're here. So today, Um, We're going to talk about some lessons that we've learned along the way in our healing journey. But before we begin that, I would like to ask you some questions. So if you could describe yourself using three words, what would they be? Okay, so if I could describe myself uh, using three words, I would describe myself as um, intelligent, kind, and optimistic. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, those are that's me in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me about your experience with mental health. Yeah, um, it's been quite the journey. I um, officially, well, not officially, but I had my first um, manic episode when I was 13 years old. So that's been quite the the journey of just uh, figuring things out. Um, I got diagnosed with bipolar disorder when I was 13, um, and I'm 31 now, so it's been a long, a long journey with, um, with mental health and mental illness and trying to decipher that, what that means to me, and um, I'm still figuring it out uh, by God's grace, but, you know, I'm a lot much more equipped than I am when I was like a teenager, you know. It was pretty hard because... You know, as a teenager, you're still, you're in your formative years. You're still, you're going through puberty and having a mood disorder on top of that was just kind of very, very difficult. Mm. Um, but, but um, yeah, but through it all, God was faithful. God is faithful. And um, I'm still, I'm happy that I'm in a much more, uh, much better place than I was back then. Amazing. So have you always wanted to pursue an education in mental health? If so... Why did you choose that prospective career path? 
Yeah, I think, you know what, I think um, sometimes trauma and sometimes negative experiences can unlock your purpose. I think sometimes God uses that as a way to, you know, in the in scripture it says, says that all things work together for good for them that love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. And I think God used my experiences with bipolar disorders to give me a passion to want to help other people who, mm. has, who have mental health struggles and stuff. And I always wanted to do that. Like I've always wanted to um, help as I've been helped, you know? So that's why I wanted to pursue an education in it. I, I love the English language. I love the written word. So I got my um, under, in undergrad, I pursued my English degree. And I, a dream of mine is to fuse all my disciplines together, um, to fuse uh, English with mental health, with drama. I'm very dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I just want to just fuse all that together for the glory of God, to help others, to encourage other people who struggle. And to remind them that they're not alone. You know, we're not alone in this journey. Um, so many people struggle with depression. So many people struggle with mental health issues. So many people struggle with a mood disorder. You know what I mean? So mm. I think I want to, that's where the passion came from, from my own experiences and my own struggles with mental illness. I wanted to encourage others as I've been encouraged. Wow, that is amazing. Especially the part where you're like, you want to encourage other people, you know, as you've been yeah. encouraged. Like, that's something that's very, like, not a lot of people have that motive, especially when they want to pursue a career, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, Operation Redeemed. I just love that. So, like, what inspired you to do that? Yes. Oh man. So okay. So my fav. One of my favorite uh, scriptures is uh, Isaiah forty three, um, verse one. I think verse one through three, and it says, "Fear not, for I've redeemed you. I've called you by your name. You are mine. When you go through the waters, you will not be drowned. The rivers will not overtake you. The fire will not burn you." I'm paraphrasing this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, for I am the Lord your God, and I love that verse so much. It's carried me through so many. Uh, difficult times and i always wanted um i always loved the the, the fact that god is our redeemer like in scripture mm. he calls it calls um they call god rock and redeemer and i love that uh characteristic of god the, as our rock and our redeemer and the fact that we are redeemed by him you know and i think sometimes we um we forget that sometimes we forget that identity we forget that calling that god has for us that as his children, we are redeemed. Like we are redeemed from darkness into his marvelous light. And I think sometimes we just get so caught up in the ways of this world, the ideology, the, I, I, the ideologies, ideology world. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> the ideologies of this world that we kind of forget who we are in Christ. And I wanted to create a space where we, I remind, or we, where we're reminded of our identity in Christ as Christian women. So that's how it was born from my love of that scripture. Um, and also it serves for me um, as a way so that I could employ my writing practice, that I mm. could continue writing um, and really encourage others because I love encouraging others so much. And I think through the written word and through that community, I I just wanted to, you know, get that going and, and remind women that we are redeemed, you know, that we don't have to live the way that we once did, that um, God 
looks at us, looks at us and he redeems our past. He redeems our failures. He redeems our identity for his glory, you know, and we don't have to walk in shame. We don't have to walk in bondage anymore. Um, you know, we are redeemed. <laughs> and I, and I love, I just love that verse. So I think that's where it was birthed. Wow. That is very empowering. I mean, like just the fact that you want to encourage women to like walk in their true identity because so many times we just walk with so many labels attached to us you know and we never really accept like who we are especially in Christ so that's just incredible that you want to do that and I'm so I'm here for it honestly uh, I'm here for it too girl thank you <laughs> Okay, so we're going to switch gears a little bit here. Um, we're going to talk about four lessons that we've learned throughout our healing journey. And we just want to encourage anybody who's listening that, you know, the journey is a process and there are lessons that you learn along the way. So I wanted Sachelle and I to kind of dig into that and what type of lessons that we've learned along our healing journey. So, um, Sachelle, since you're my guest, um, I want you to share like your first one for us. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So the, my first lesson in my healing journey is that to know that I am fully known, I'm fully loved, and I'm fully comprehended and understood by God. Um, mm. That is so vital because so many times during this journey, you know, I felt misunderstood and I felt like people didn't get it. Bipolar disorder could be very confusing to onlookers you know what i mean and even not, not even if you don't have bipolar disorder sometimes you just feel misunderstood right. you know and you feel like no one gets you like you feel like no one really cares to really decipher you you know and the fact that i am fully known like god is not surprised by the fact that i struggle with mental illness like he already knew that when he made me and like before he made me even you know what i mean and he loves me just the same that truth has been so, um, so vital to me to really healing, to really, for me, really healing and for me, really loving myself. You know what I mean? To, to know that God really loves me just the way I am and he understands me and he loves me anyway. Mm. Um, that is just the foundation. I think that's where everything starts. That's where acceptance starts. That's where like a full knowledge of really who you are starts the fact that God loves you um the Bible says that I will praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works my soul knoweth it so well you know and um I think that truth has really got me through like that I'm fully known that I'm fully loved and I'm fully comprehended I'm fully understood by God you know mm. so yeah that's um that's my number one lesson in my healing journey well that that was amazing um and my number one is that god is faithful because there are so many moments in my life where i can look back and see where god has brought me through and he's not only a provider and a protector like he also you know, showed me some tough love in certain seasons of my life um, where I felt like I couldn't go on. And by tough love, I mean that he told me the truth about myself, 
even when I didn't really want to hear it, um, if I'm being honest. And when I first got my diagnosis, I didn't know if I would be the same person ever again. But that's when God reminded me that he would walk with me through the pain. And I think that's an important lesson to learn because God is always there. And even when it feels like he's not, he is there. And so just having God walk with me through this journey it has been so helpful, especially with like instilling hope into my life because there were just so many moments where I was hopeless and I felt like things just couldn't get any better from here. But I just thank God that he is a faithful God and that he is always there for me. So that's my yeah. number one. That's awesome. He is faithful, even when we're faithless, right? Like even when we mess up and we are a hot mess, hot sweltering mess (laughs) (laughs) he's still there for us and he's still faithful so yes yes okay oh it's my friend yeah yeah we're going back and forth (laughs) okay 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 so the next one lesson is that god is my rock Mm. meaning that is my stability um he is my rock and my redeemer and as i mentioned before i love that passage um fear not that i fear not for i redeemed you but one lesson is that god is the one that keeps me stable because he is the ultimate stability Mm. like he is the ultimate rock and redeemer like with him um even though with a mood disorder you're by definition unstable right like you're up and down uh bipolar is uh, highs and lows two extremes right um, but what I've learned, what God has been teaching me, what he's continually teaching me is that he is the one that keeps me steady, that he keeps my feet on steady ground, that he's the one that anchors me when I feel unhinged or when I feel like I can't make sense of anything. You know, he's the one that kind of keeps me. And the one, and one of the ways that he has been doing that is by me um, really knowing the word, um, really knowing scripture. Um, scripture is... Like, I, I, I highly recommend anyone who's struggling with depression or who's struggling with um, bipolar disorder or any other kind of mental illness or whatever. Like, even if you don't struggle with those particular things, even if you're just trying to just get through life, know the word of God, right? Mm. Know scripture, because that is the one thing that's going to anchor you. When you can't trust yourself, you can trust God's word and his word will never fail. His word is always like just his word is always true always faithful as we've mentioned before and that's how um i began like i really um allowed myself to really heal because i knew the word of god and god's word god used his to use his word to really um start me on that healing journey of renewing my mind of like really like instilling truth into me when all I known or all I were, was experiencing were lies of the enemy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially when you're in this, like dark moments of depression, like, Oh my goodness, you don't know what you don't, you, you're like so confused and so low that like your thoughts can deceive you. Right. Right. Like, but if you know the word of God, that's like the one thing that is always constant. And the one thing that will never fail, you will never steer you wrong. So I, um, God is my rock and my redeemer. And the way that he's been showing that facet of himself to me is through his word, 
through me meditating on scripture, through me um, really like letting the scriptures like speak in my heart. And that's how that's how you know God's voice, right? It's through his word. Um, so I would just encourage anyone, just know the word. Be Bible literate, okay? Um, mm-hmm. Know your Bible. <laughs> and um, and he's he's my steady rock. But God is my rock. And um, yeah, that's my lesson. Number two. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. No, that is really important, especially if you want to stay grounded in truth. Because, like, right. the word of God is truth. And so it's like, yeah. if you want to stay grounded in the truth, especially, like, when the lies come, it's like, you want to ground yourself in that truth. So that's a very okay. important lesson. Um, yeah. So my number two is self-compassion is vital for healing. So uh. as I mentioned in my last episode, um, Wise Words, um, my therapist always reminds me to be kind to myself, even, and if I'm being honest, um, that concept used to irk me a little bit because I wasn't kind to myself and I was so used to berating myself and making, and making me feel like every mistake was a colossal failure and a blight on my character. And I learned that self-compassion isn't letting yourself off the hook for wrong behavior or harmful tendencies. Being kind to yourself is all about recognizing that you are dealing with a difficult circumstance and that you deserve to free yourself from the shackles or the shame of self-pity. So I'm still learning that being gentle with yourself and giving yourself room to make mistakes is part of the healing journey and that is an important lesson to learn. And so uh, even practical ways that you can be kind to yourself, it's like if you wanted to, you can celebrate yourself a little bit more. Like you can, you can do things where it's like, okay, I did this small task, but it's a task that needed to be done. And so instead of saying, oh, I completed like five out of 10, like what happened to the other five? Like, instead of saying that, say, look, these five things were hard, but I got through them and I was able to complete it. And so just celebrating yourself. It's like, there's an exercise that I do. Um, It's like, well, I try to do it as often as I can, but um, I write down things that I did well for the day. And kind of take inventory and see, like, things that I can celebrate about myself, you know? So just to get into that rhythm of self-compassion and just being a little bit gentle with yourself, especially if you're going through a mental illness. So that's my number two. I love that. And I love the fact that you take the time to write down what went well and what you've done well. Because sometimes we can forget and sometimes we can kind of dismiss the small things like, oh, that was little. That was that didn't count. But it really does count. You know, every, every little thing matters. So I love that so much. We could all be kinder to ourselves, I feel. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's my turn. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> OK, um, the third thing that I have is to develop a practice of gratitude. Mm. Um, be grateful. Um, I remember when I was depressed one time, a season of depression that I was in, depression is a very self-absorbed kind of uh, illness. Like, you, all you think about is how awful things are and how 
horrible life is and how much there's no hope and like you don't want to do anything and you're stuck there um what i've what i'm learning is to just develop a practice of gratitude to be grateful for the little things um like you said before sarah when you're writing down what you've done well um another habit is to write down what you're grateful for um because it really like changes your perspective and it really takes the perspective off of yourself and onto what God is doing and the blessings that you have. Mm. Um, because in truth, we're really blessed. Like we, we, we are blessed. God bless us with life. God bless us with health and strength and salvation and so many numerous other blessings that sometimes when we're going through mental illness, like we can't focus on that because we're so focused on ourselves and folks so, so self-absorbed, you know? Right. So I'm learning, like, you know, just to focus on gratitude, like to give thanks, like in the Bible, it talks about giving thanks numerous times. Um, and it really helps to really remember that, no, my life, even though I'm going through this right now, there is still hope. Um, I have a lot to think about things for, and it really shifts your perspective. Um, so yeah, just be grateful, like spend time, like giving God thanks for little things, small things, big things, medium sized things, um, because it really helps you like, change that perspective and it really helps you to really elevate your mood you know um so yeah be grateful wow that is something that it's like you said it's so easy to forget because especially yeah. when you're dealing with like mental illness it's like you're so focused on how this is affecting me and right. you're not really seeing the bigger picture as to like how god is working in your own life you know and so, yeah, I girl, I try to keep a gratitude journal, but, like, <laughs> I need to get back on it. <laughs> but, it's a process. No worries. It's a process. Yeah. I, I'm trying to do that, too. I'm trying to, like, write down, like, what I'm thankful for. And instead of when I'm praying, like, I keep a prayer journal. So, like, sometimes I could, when I'm praying in the journal, instead of telling God, like, you know, this is what I want or this is what's happening in the day, like, I could write down god i thank you for this this and this and this and this you know so yeah yeah it's a process it's definitely a process yeah well um my number three is something that has it's something that i'm still learning um mm -hmm. it's your diagnosis doesn't define you mm, amen and um yeah. when i first received my diagnosis i thought that my life was completely over I thought that there was no way that I would be able to live a normal life. I thought that the person who I was before the diagnosis was gone forever and that adjusting to a new level of functionality was going to ruin my life in the long run. So for months, I allowed myself to be labeled by my diagnosis instead of seeing it as a new revelation for the tendencies and behavioral patterns that I had in the past. I'm realizing every day now that my diagnosis is what I have and it's not who I am. And it's something that I've struggled to believe because I used to think, oh, like I have this diagnosis now, I'm defective or something is wrong with me, you know, and I have to adjust to a new way of life now. There, That must be something wrong. But I am starting to see my diagnosis as something that I have and something that doesn't have to label me in the process. 
And I, I need to learn that I'm still the same girl that I was before I got diagnosed. And in some ways, I have evolved from the girl in the past. And so I, I shouldn't see my diagnosis as something that's a hindrance, but it's something that brings new information to light. I mean, before I had my diagnosis, there were certain tendencies that I had. It's like, especially with my mood, I, I didn't know what that was. And so I didn't have a name for it at the time. But after I got diagnosed, it's like, oh, I can pinpoint why I feel sad sometimes or happy the next minute or have random energy spikes or, you know, feel like I'm invincible or on top of the world. It's like I'm having a manic episode. Like I could put a word to it now, you know, that yeah. I couldn't put I couldn't put a word to it before. So just learning that my diagnosis doesn't define me. Is something that's very freeing and it helps me to accept my new identity like even with this mental illness I love that Sarah like because that's something that I struggled with as well and I'm I'm still currently learning as well like I am NOT defined by bipolar disorder you know what I mean I don't I don't like saying that I'm bipolar I like saying I have bipolar that right. is within my control that like I'm able to like, I know my symptoms. I'm very educated about my about the illness. Like, it does not have to control me. And it, it really is freeing to know that, like, I'm like I'm in control of this. You know, this does not define me. This does not control me. I can still have a normal, healthy life. And in many ways, God uses the illness in order to bring him glory. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, like, so I really relate to that. Like, that... It does not define it does not define us. It doesn't define us at all. Yeah. In yeah. Um oh, number four. Um <laughs> 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 uh, the last one is the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm. And it's so by I'm learning this a lot. Like I used to be very uptight and very just kind of like over and like analytical and overthinking every I still honestly I still overthink everything honestly <laughs> me but too I'm learning, yeah like I still overthink everything but like I'm learning like that the joy of the Lord is my strength and it's okay to have joy like and it's okay not to take yourself so seriously you know what I mean like it's okay to just like still still be joyful still be happy even though like even though i have like a bipolar disorder and then there's a danger of like me going to the extreme of mania and everything god delights in in in, in seeing me joyful you know what i mean like seeing me um it, that that gives me so much strength that gives me so much power to know that like it does not have to take away my joy it does not have to take away my hope that I could still like laugh and I could still laugh at myself. Like there's certain times where I'm, rec I'm recounting stories of my manic episodes and they are very entertaining, by the way, now that I look back on them <laughs> and I could laugh about it and I could laugh about it. And I think that gives me so much power like that to know that, like, like, as you said before, it doesn't have to define me or take away, um, rob from me. It could add to my life, you know? And I think it's very important to always, like, not take yourself so seriously, you know, just, like, still laugh, still, still, still have joy, because joy is a medicine, joy is mm. a gift from God, joy is a fruit of the spirit, it, it is, right? Yes. I mean, 
Okay, thank you. <laughs> I just want to make sure. Like, it's a fruit of the Spirit, and the Lord wants us to be happy and have joy and to enjoy our lives, you know, the lives that He's given us. Like, He doesn't want us to go around feeling like all the time just sad and depressed about life and about how much we have this illness and like this is so horrible and he doesn't want us to live like that like he wants us to like be grateful and just continually have joy continually give thanks and continually laugh and smile and you know what i mean and i'm really passionate about that because like so many times depression has robbed me of my joy Mm. and depression has kind of like fed me the lie that life is hopeless and that there's no um zest for life you know but the lord has restored everything that um the devil tried to take from me and he's restored that he's like saying no like the joy of the lord is your strength you know what i mean like you i've given you this gift of joy so take it and use it and use it liberally um so I'm really passionate about this last um, point, like, because God wants us to enjoy our lives. Like, he doesn't want us to be sad and, like, you know, just sour all the time. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Yeah, and there's a place, and and of course, there's a time and place for everything. Like, you want to make sure that you're within, you're, you're operating in order and stuff. And there's a time for godly sorrow and all those things. But overall, God wants us to have joy. Um, because that's the fruit of the spirit, you know, and that's the evidence of the Holy Spirit living in our lives. So, um, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah, that that is something that I easily forget because it's so easy to like wrap yourself up in the depression and just sit with it and just be like oh I'm gonna be depressed today and that's just how I feel but like no I could honestly I can see and hear that joy radiating off of you like it's just something that is just it's just beaming in your life and it's for me it's it's a little bit harder because I'm just like trying to temper my emotions and trying to like not get too excited because I don't want to trigger something but um right, right but I can't be afraid to be happy and that's something that I'm learning right now um like I can't be afraid to just laugh and have fun because life is yeah. too short like you know it really is. Like, I love that you said that. Like, I can't be afraid to be happy. You can put that on a t-shirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> because so many, because because with the context of bipolar disorder, like, mania is real. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. it's really hard. And it's, it's like, you get kind of, you want to, you get to the extreme of like, I have to be in control all the time. Because if I lose control a little bit, I'm going to slip into mania. And it's going to just get crazy you know back of a bit for lack of a better word but yeah let's not be afraid to be happy let's you know because god tempers our emotions too like god we can bring subject our emotions to the lord and say lord like help me to enjoy this moment and help me to really be happy how you want me to be happy not to the extreme but just really enjoy and savor this moment you know and he'll help us because he's faithful right yeah that that is very important it's a very important lesson um so my number four is healing takes time so if you know me at all you'll know that i'm not a very patient person like patience (laughs) (laughs) 
Patience is not my strong suit. Um, I always want things to go by, like, very quickly, and I often rush through the process. So I'm learning now that this healing journey takes time, and I can't rush through the process. I'm also learning that healing is worth the time that it takes. Many times I find myself complaining about not learning something the first time around or getting down on myself for feeling some emotions that I thought I worked through in the past. But while all those feelings are valid, I have to remind myself that the healing process doesn't have a set deadline. It can take months, years, or even a lifetime. But that's not to say that the journey isn't always worth it. Sometimes it's important to slow down and take in all the lessons that you learn and all of the progress that you can make while on this path to healing. So a lot of the times it's, I said this in my last episode as well, we like to say, oh, the pain will be over soon. And it's just like, you don't know that, you know, like it takes a lot of time and nothing happens before it's time. So it's like, we don't know when the healing is going to end. We don't know when the destination is going to arrive. We just know that we're on this journey and that it's going to take a lot of time. And so having to contend with that is something that I think is very important to realize because it's like pain, it just it just really has no timeline. It's like it can happen at any time to any person at any moment. And it can last for as long as a couple months or a year or we never know when it's going to end officially. So, yeah, I just say all that to say that take time to really just go through the process and be a little bit patient with yourself because sometimes it's going to take a little longer than you expect, but that doesn't mean that the journey isn't worth it. I, um, one, one time, um, a, a leader at church, he said to me that the journey is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Mm. And like, sometimes we are, like you said, like we want it to be over so quickly that we forget to kind of really enjoy the ride and really like take the time to essentially really heal. You know what I mean? We can't rush the healing process at all. Right. Um, you will heal when it's supposed to, when it's we're supposed to heal. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think like I think that's so important that like healing does take time, and we are worth the time that it takes. Like we're worth the slowing down and and really getting to know ourselves and really getting to know ourselves on this new healing journey. You know what I mean? We're not microwave people. Like we're worth you know the time it takes to like you know like you yeah. know what I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, like, healing takes time. And I kind of also want to, like, say something else, too. Like, please be compliant with your medication if you are going through bipolar disorder or you're, like, be compliant with your medication. Be honest with your doctors. Um, Go to therapy. Um, Be multifaceted in your healing process. Like, don't skip your medications because you're feeling better. Um, mm-hmm. Still take them. Um, because God can use medication as a facet of healing as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I just wanted to say that. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Because um, I actually was going to say, like, do you have anything else that you, other advice oh, that you wanted to say? So, <laughs> so that was perfect. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> 
Um, well, Sachelle, I want to thank you so, so much for, you know, just being a guest on my podcast today. It, it was just amazing. And um, you are just a wealth of information. You're so articulate, so wise. And I'm just honored to be your friend. Oh, I'm honored to be your friend. <laughs> <laughs> having me and I'm so proud of you and just how open you are and how you're allowing the Lord to use you in this new exciting way you know so thank you so much yeah so okay guys well that was the end of this episode um tune in next week um for more empowering episodes on rough edges Thank you for listening to Rough Edges. Feel free to follow this podcast on Instagram at rough.edges.podcast or visit my blog at sarahifox.com. If you have any questions or further suggestions on how to make this podcast grow, you can email at rough.edges.podcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and have a wonderful day.